0: I told that story just like three weeks ago. I couldn't stand up in a, with a blanket on me without falling over. But yes, <laughs> I have mastered the arts of the ninja. Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins.
1: Welcome to you, Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of Cinema Sins. I'm Aaron Dicer and I'm joined as always by Mr. Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello,
2: and Miss
1: Danae Hughes.
2: Regretting the ham and beans.
1: <laughs> we write for Cinema Sins and TV Sins, wow. and do various other things inside the Cinema Sins universe as well. I'm sorry, I should have called you Mrs. I don't know why I said Miss. I apologize. That that was a weird thing. I don't. I
2: don't it doesn't I didn't matter though, hear right? It. Yeah. Not not to me. Yeah. Yeah. To some it might matter, but not to me.
0: I can never tell like if people say Ms or Mrs. half the time. So
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's super important. Super important. Don't wanna, you know, don't wanna say the wrong the wrong title. That would be But what a, if the she got thing.
0: divorced yesterday? I mean we don't know. <laughs> we don't maybe, know. You we don't maybe know? You, called you called her yesterday. the right thing. I mean, I see Justin in the background crying. I don't know why he's crying. You know, <laughs> maybe he just got dunked on. <laughs> wow, that's like a callback to an old video plus an old podcast episode. Right, right. See, I just love it.
1: Yeah, that's that's a that's a
0: big stretch. Hope hope you all got that one. Uh, is it- I can't yeah. believe. Yeah, this week. This week, I learned about. Um, I was trying to think of an old YouTube video that's really old, but I couldn't think of anything. So that joke got ruined. Never mind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my 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 new favorite thing on Behind the Sins is Jonathan giving up on a joke halfway through. It's the best yeah, you thing. got to I, man. It's the best that's thing like ever you do that. We do that when we're writing too. Right, I know, I know. you guys do. That was Danae's joke last time. Was welcome yeah. to the writing
0: process. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be typing something out and just be like, it'll be the same thought process. I'll be like, nope, can't do that. No. Nope. So.
2: Didn't work. Here we go do, you, back. do you do what I do where you just write the same sin over and over and over again in like a different parts in your script until it's like, oh yeah, that that's the one. That makes sense. And you go back and you're like, <laughs> yeah, oh, maybe. Shit. now, like, now I do have it. to come sometimes up with a whole I, bunch
0: try more. To figure, I try to figure out if I want to actually have a run-on with jokes or <laughs> <laughs> if I just want to have one. So maybe, yeah. yeah, probably. I also make notes sometimes and then I forget to go back and delete them or add stuff to them. So sometimes you get like a weird thing where it just says like butt sex and Aaron's like, what are... <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) What are you sending here? (laughs) It's true.
1: It's true. Is this like a grocery
2: list item or...
1: what store do you shop at
2: danae
0: <laughs> can you point me to the I, hope, I, I really hope they're they change their practices during the COVID 19 season. Jesus. that's right good
1: night yeah danae and i are, that's writing, who has on, uh, are writing on all the sanitary stuff danae and i are writing on one right now um, where i had a running joke but it was only a running joke of two and danae was like why don't we just pick one? Because <laughs> it's, not, it's not really a running joke at that point. <laughs> it's like, okay, you're probably right. So.
2: Yeah, that was actually hard to do. I've been asked, you know, in the last few months to be more like directive in my note givings mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And so I'm like, oh, okay, I've got to step up. It's not just, hey, here's my stuff. You know, new girl. It's like, hey, you need to give feedback now. And I'm like, oh, that's uncomfortable. But okay. <laughs>
0: Chris shadowed a script with me and Aaron recently, and we usually, like his additions are usually just awesome, but he had one where it was just, question. it was kind of, it was kind of argumentative. And I think Aaron and I both commented on it. And then he, what did he say? He said something like, I like it when you guys push back on mine. I'm like, We're not like purposely not pushing back <laughs> no, on Usually just they're awesome. just really good because yeah. you're really good at this. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll do it more, even for ones that are awesome. We'll tell you they're bad.
0: We'll just be like, no, fuck you, Chris. This is terrible.
1: Oh Yeah, we're going to talk about uh, uh, a Chris and Jeremy script today that was just another one of those, like, oh, yeah, these guys know how to do this kind of thing. Like, you watch it and you're like, I've got so far to grow. Like, it's just so much great stuff. Um, Throw in
2: the towel.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah,
2: Why? Why? Why Why did they hire me?
0: (laughs) I like my paycheck too much. I'm not not throwing (laughs) the towel. That's right. I'll keep keep being mediocre as long as they keep (laughs) paying me. I'm fine. That's
3: right.
1: That's right. <laughs> oh man. Uh you guys ready to get into it?
3: Yeah. All right, let's, let's do it.
1: Let's start with this inside scoop.
4: What's he building in there? And-
2: We're
1: going to take a look at the videos that released on the uh, CinemaSins different channels this week. Talk a little bit about the process of sending them, uh, how we felt about the show or movie in general, and uh, also some of our favorite sins. Those kind of fun things. Uh, we kick it off in the TV sins world. Uh, we're still on SpongeBob SquarePants, but this is the last one. Uh, doodle I shouldn't say it is the last one. It's the last in this run, at least. I,
0: yeah, I have a feeling we'll we'll probably be doing it's more SpongeBob been fun. at some point. Yeah,
1: I've really enjoyed yeah. doing SpongeBob. Uh, this was a Hughes uh, Watkins script. So, uh Danae nope. and Jonathan. No, nope. no, it's not. Did I get that wrong? <laughs> I did not write on this. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Did I did I not adjust the? All the other names are right, right? Yeah, okay, I think well, that's, they are. Hope so. I think they are. You have
2: one job, Aaron. I
1: know, I know. I, I messed it up. <laughs> uh it is a uh it is a dicer Hughes script uh Danae and I wrote on this one uh for franken Doodle uh which of course is the one where Spongebob magically finds a pencil that has been dropped to the bottom of the ocean instead of floating God, This for some looks reason. weird
0: i I have not seen this. I just watched the video. This looked really bizarre. This looked like a, if you were taking something of, <laughs> of medicinal value, Yeah, you, you might get something different out of this episode.
1: Yeah, the,
2: the premise of this episode is that a pencil sinks to the bottom of the ocean and can create life, essentially.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. At least for SpongeBob. I think uh, it's weird when they do the live action stuff, too, like. I know they've done that in one of the movies too, but like I just, that's, it's so bizarre. Cause we had that with the Super Bowl thing with the football mm-hmm. game where they showed the actual crowd.
1: Yeah. And, anything uh, above the ocean is usually live action, I guess. Yeah.
2: So you said, at least for SpongeBob, but Patrick drew a little jellyfish too. So, oh, well, that's
1: true. Yeah. Patrick, it's a magic me. pencil. It is definitely a magic pencil. And, this uh, is a,
2: this is one of those moments when my daughter wanted to watch this show with me. And and so the last few that I've worked on was like chocolate with nuts, which had an obsession with chocolate and screaming. So then you kind of know what's going to get in her little head. Right. So right. now she's sort of more interested in chocolate. Imagine that. <laughs> and she's definitely screaming more. So maybe that was part of the problem. I don't know. It's frustrating because I'm like, I exposed her to this and now she's doing this thing. Was it the same thing? But then Doodle, she wanted to watch that one. And I'm like, oh, man, it's a little bit dark. I mean, Spongebob straight up kills somebody in this episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but she's True. she's not going to get that, though.
2: And it's kind of got this, me, 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 you know, where the pencil tries to yeah. come to life and, and retaliate. And there's just this sort of more aggressive energy in this. So she watched this one and she wants to watch it all the time now. So I've I've really screwed my kid up at this no, point. No,
1: you know, it's one of those things as a parent, like, it, listen, the, uh, the... What am I
2: saying? She's downstairs watching Lion King with my husband.
1: Right, right.
2: That's messing her up. Right. That's, the That's problem. what I was going to say.
1: Like, like <laughs> it's one of those things where there is definitely something with kids where they do copy what they see. That's a legitimate thing. I remember showing my boys Karate Kid when they were age two to eight, the four of them. And they beat each other up for the next month. Like, it was yeah. just, you know, they just they oh, wanted yeah. to do what they saw in the movie. And I was saying the same thing as you. I've made a terrible mistake. You know, my, my children are now going to be aggressive people. But the good news is the majority of what they learn to enact is what they see you do. Or maybe that's the that's bad true. news. I don't know. That's it depends true. on who you are. But...
2: Which is why I should stop yelling so much. <laughs>
1: it's why you should stop creating <laughs> magic drawings with pencils, Danae. It's just... Did you want
0: to? Did you see Back to the Future when it came out, Aaron? I know you didn't see it in the
1: theater. No. But did you get to watch it at a young age? Uh,
0: I, I had watched it
1: before I went um, before high school. I think. I had oh, okay. It.
0: Yeah, I just remember that was one where my mom was just like, "God damn it!" Because of course, like me and my friends just wanted to ride skateboards, holding on to the back of moving vehicles. <laughs> no. Like that was all we wanted to do. And Teen Wolf wasn't any better because fucking Michael J. Fox, man, he was screwing up kids because Teen Wolf, they ride, they ride on the top of vans. So that Oh, that's
1: right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it'll happen.
0: Uh all right, back to Frank
1: and Doodle. <laughs> uh I I don't really have much more to say about SpongeBob that I haven't already said. I think in general I love it, but I love it because I realize how non sequitur it really is. It's not trying to say anything, be anything, Mm-mm. do anything other than We think this is funny, you know, Yeah,
2: it's just silliness.
1: And this episode specifically, I really liked, I I have a thing for animated shows that play with the meta-ness of animating within the animation, like growing up, that was one of my favorite things. Like if I'd see a Disney short or something like that, where the animator started playing into the story and they would erase the character or draw more for the character, like for whatever reason that clicked this part of my meta brain that I really enjoyed. And so that, you know, I really enjoyed that here as well. So but I don't really have anything yep. else to say.
0: Who came up with the Doodle Bobs outtake? That was me. That that shocked me. My daughter watched talk about show my daughter watched as a kid that was annoyed when she was younger was Doodle Bops came on Saturday mornings yeah, uh, when she was really young. And I, I still know songs from that show. That's how much I was exposed to it. In fact, my wife quite frequently uh seen get off the get on the bus yeah. to each other. That is a um, weird yeah. show,
1: man. That is a oh, weird show. Oh, it's so show. weird.
0: <laughs> Even weirder than SpongeBob. Yes, somehow I, th-
1: I think you're right. I think you're right. Kids' TV, man, especially uh,
0: live action shows like that. Um,
1: it yeah. made the Wiggles look normal. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Very good point. Uh, either of you guys have anything to say about the episode itself before we move on to the oh, I, since and I didn't
0: write on it, I'll I'll just say a few that I really liked. It was really funny. Uh, Jesus Banksy just got real dark. <laughs> yep. Uh, the Danae mentioned the murder, but I like that you guys. Uh, brought that up when he erases the the thing, um, and then I just at one point it just says you guys just said, "Dear God, are we still spinning spinning the logic of SpongeBob?" <laughs> Yes. And then I wrote "spear Me Down, and I don't remember what that was in reference to. Oh, it's just oh, a pun. It's a bowling pun. Oh, bowling. that's right. Yes. Now I remember. Mm-hmm. That was really funny. Oh, and then the, uh, or you could, you know, swim. That was also. <laughs>
1: that's the main thing in this world that gets me. It's just like, you're in water. Yeah. Why are you pretending like gravity is a problem here? Yeah. Cup your <laughs> so hands. Many times. Why
0: would you have a pool? Why would you have a bathtub?
1: Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, or you could, you know. Sorry, to sound like a broken record here. Just swim, just, just swim. swim out yeah. of that thing. Fine, <laughs> just fine. Uh, I uh, I wrote down, uh, is this pencil made of hopes and dreams? Uh, because it it sank so fast. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> um, and and also, Danae, I was glad that you like that. I just completely missed that. I completely missed that a, a pencils float. They don't sink. They float. And that yeah. one sank like it was made of, you know. Oh. Well, actual Stone. lead instead of, you know, a little bit of lead in the middle of wood.
2: I definitely went to a few sources just to confirm because, you know, you think you know something and then you write a sin and then the Internet like reams you. So you like re- end up researching things that you know that, you know, right. just to make sure that, you know. <laughs> and so I, I went to some like YouTube channels where they do fun experiments for children. Will this sink or float? It's like, yeah, they still float. And then I read about, like, there are some pencils that are made differently. Oh, is it a mechanical pencil or is it this? But as long as there's, it's like a normal pencil, nothing, will that thing will float.
1: It's certainly not dropping like that. Um, uh, Let's see. uh, The magic pencil can draw color now as well. Just, you know, this pencil can just do whatever (laughs) they want it to do. I thought it was a good observation. Um, And yes, I I also wrote down what you said, uh, Jonathan, and I'm beginning to think this magic pencil is putting too much emphasis on the magic part and not enough emphasis on the dear God, are we still sinning the logic of SpongeBob part? <laughs> that was a really good sin.
2: You did great on that one. Um, I also you? like the one. I also like the one that you wrote because you wrote the sin about the buttholes. <laughs> and then um you know just the moment whenever he races the pants and then he's like oh he's got two buttholes on his right cheek and then just i think that maybe he was in the combine process that i'm like well he's got buttholes everywhere then and so we like right. added that like oh my god is he covered in buttholes <laughs> just that sort of hilarious revelation that spongebob yeah. is just a whole bunch of buttholes i think that was really funny and um, and this one had some of my you know some classic dicer puns that i really loved. the this villain is isn't really dead he's only been disarmed mm-hmm. cliche and it was his arm right i was like oh my god how (laughs) how do you do this the 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 final sin being this is so disappointing because the point was missing right um and I really appreciate it because I was trying to figure out how to s- create one sin and Aaron really zhuzhed this one up with best friends like this who needs enemies? because Patrick was basically just like dragging SpongeBob for being square and having a buck teeth and um, a tie. And SpongeBob is like, hey, like, what about me? And Patrick's kind of like oh no it looks good on you though buddy and there wasn't i couldn't figure out a way to sin that moment but the anemones one is perfect for that so again that's why we have two people riding
1: on these yeah because and of course that's somebody uh, else. that's uh famously done in uh, finding nemo as uh as well except for i think he says with fronds like these who needs an anemone?" An, an which is a word I have trouble saying. I hate that word. Uh, all right, let's move on uh, to Archer Sky Tanic This was a Dicer Watkins script. Jonathan and mm-hmm. I wrote on this. Um,
2: Are I'm, you sure about that? I'm
1: I'm hundred <laughs> percent sure. Uh, I love this show so much. I uh, do too. He, the the writing on this, I think throughout, but especially those early seasons, is just so on point and so clever and uh i just re-watching this episode this episode is just great it's just so this well is one done. of the
0: best episodes i remember when i watched this when because i watched this from the beginning when it started airing and uh there was great episodes before this because this was like the the ninth episode or something yeah. like that seventh yeah, episode right. um this was the one where i remember watching it going like oh yeah this show rocks like because i mean this this is just this just feels like the culmination of what they were trying to do and like they knew exactly where they needed to be a show because this this episode just has a lot of classic stuff in it. Namely danger zone, which I still <laughs> to this day, annoy the fuck out of my wife saying to her as much as I possibly can. Uh But yeah, there's just a lot of great things. And then uh, even like the introduction of um all of a sudden I forgot his name, but the, the, uh, the homosexual character, uh this was kind of his first episode where uh they showed him, I guess. And he became a main right. character on the show. And uh why can't I think of his name all of a sudden?
1: Well, it's just because we're human and you know, we we don't yeah 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 but anyways you no, only this have is so
2: much room in your brain man you know I you know. Only have so much room there but Remember this is one of my favorite like uh
0: this is one of my all-time favorite uh comedic shows for sure yeah um i think i like this the way that like rick and morty fans like rick and morty <laughs> probably uh ray i think is the character yes it is ray ray gillette yeah this is kind of the first ray gillette episode he's he was like a minor character in a couple of previous ones but uh yeah but everything just kind of seemed to come together in this one um and uh, and the stuff with Cyril and uh, and Cheryl and <laughs> just
1: God, the show's funny. Yeah, it's hilarious. Um, Danae, I'm I'm assuming you've never seen the show, or at least never seen this episode.
2: I've only seen like little bits and pieces of it. I don't really know anything more than the super basic premise. So any like recurring jokes, I don't have any reference for, or characters, mm-hmm. or even like character traits. All I know is that Archer is sort of an idiot, but also brilliant at the same time. And it's he's, very sexual. He, yeah,
0: he's uh yeah, that I love kind of characters like that. Like he's he's an idiot, but he's also really really fucking good at what he does. Right. And he's also quite, like you said, he's like, he uses like really smart words and like he's, he's very well, he's very well educated, I guess, even though he's, but at the same time, he's still a dumbass and he's yeah. still a horrible, horrible person. <laughs> but,
2: but not, having not watched the show, but then watching the Sins video was interesting because you get another level of exposure to what the show does, the the yeah. words that it chooses to use, how it curses, the sex jokes, like even like cartoon sex explicit cartoon sex like you can mm-hmm. i didn't realize that it went there or that it does that stuff so oh yes um i i guess i'm gonna watch it now is what i'm saying <laughs> there's a <laughs> there's should. an episode not just for actually, that reason there's an episode no, just not, for that reason
0: they, i mean i'm just saying but they're not afraid to go to those territories i guess is what well, i'm let me, saying let me they let me talk about work.
1: this because I had a I had a scene in the script originally that kind of addressed the idea of when it's animation, somehow it doesn't become exploitation because they aren't mm-hmm. actual human beings who you're making be naked or have sex with each other or whatever. And there's there's talk of like power dynamics in making TV and movies where it's like women t- talk later about, I felt forced to do this kind of thing, you know, yeah. th- those things. And so with animation, it's almost like there's a freedom there. To be a little more explicit with that kind of stuff, because these anima- animated characters aren't being exploited. Or, you yeah, well, there's l-
0: like that. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: No, I mean, it's you know, if it were a human, you, there may it may feel a little more exploitative. But when it's animation and also, by the way, equal uh, opportunity animation, uh-huh. you know, gender wise, uh, you know, it's it feels I don't know if it, it feels there's more freedom to, to play around in those areas.
0: Yeah, they uh, the best example of that I can think of is in Kill Bill. There's a there's an animated sequence in Kill Bill. Uh, it's um, uh, I believe it's Lucy Liu's back, character's backstory. Right. And Tarantino said the reason he did it was because he couldn't have shot the scene if he didn't make it animated because right. it was so dark and it was just not an area, not somewhere he wanted to go. Um, right. So he had to do it. He had to make it animated. And uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I agree, but, and, but this shows, but that's the, that's the cool thing about this show too, though. It's not afraid, like we've got one, I mean, this, I guess we're doing like a small run on this mm-hmm. and we've got the next one we're doing. I mean, they, they tackle some pretty, uh, heavy subject matter, uh, and it, but it totally works yeah. Yeah. Um, in a, in a way it's, I don't know. It's just, it's a, it's a fascinating series. Uh, Denae,
1: since uh, you didn't write on this, why don't you talk about uh, stuff you liked in the video?
2: Um, I liked the sudden case of Yzma boob, mostly because I understand that reference.
1: <laughs> there were a lot of, there were a lot of suggestions in the comments for what those shadows might be. Uh, probably
2: clothing right
1: there were different types of clothing that people mentioned it, what I'm just going to say is nobody can agree and that makes this invalid so oh
2: sure <laughs> but it's just fun to think about and how low it was on the side of the right. like it was basically yeah. the very last rib and to think about that being Yzma's boob it's just that's <laughs> exactly where it was so that was really fun to me um, it has that similar vibe to it uh, of when we did Futurama when it was like Lana's a cartoon is a cartoon yeah. like we we did that before too. Yeah, we did. Um, I, yeah,
0: that was I, I put that in there because that's kind of a running thing. I think even on the pilot of Archer, we did, we did. that with yeah, Lana. That then, yeah, too. yeah. So I, I actually worked, forgot just, we did it on with Leela, too. That's funny.
2: It's yeah, and I just remember that because I don't. Well, I actually, I don't remember why I know that, but it's fun to me because in this one, like, it's pretty. It's a lot more obvious. Very, very curvy <laughs> and lingerie. Um, I love the series about the map. Just kind of honing in on going on the map. But my mm-hmm. my biggest one, uh, for this is is who decided to just go crazy with the clock countdown? Aaron. Who did
1: that? <laughs> that was me. That was me.
2: That was so, so long and perfect. Because it's but like, because I- you, you think you know what's going to happen, and then it's like, oh, no, no, it's still good. Oh, we're sitting this. But you know what? We can't really it. So it's like this back and forth conversation. Like it's a conversation that the narrator is having. And it's one of those where there's so many details that are kind of coming together. So you have to have the visuals mm-hmm. on top of the audio happening at the same time for it to stay interesting. And I really found that one to be very interesting and fun. And I liked it a lot. So yeah. good job.
0: I was glad he wrote something. that was going to bring that up, too, because I, I definitely, anytime a timer comes up, I pay attention because... Most movies and shows screw that up big time, but then, but then they didn't screw it up. They did everything perfectly. So I, I just went past it, but Aaron decided to write a whole series of sense about it, <laughs> which worked out well, really well. Well, it was, it's,
1: I had this in uh, keeping tabs to possibly talk about, but I have another keeping tab I can use. So I'll talk about it now. Um, it, it really is an accurate representation of what happened in my brain. Uh, I mean, it is, it, I just decided to write what happened, which is, I was like, ha ha, gotcha Archer. You did a timer. Bad move. And then every one I checked, just down the line, it was exactly correct. And I, so I thought, oh, I'll write that. And then I thought, let's go to the next level and see if we can get them once it speeds up. And what's crazy about that timer is it speeds up to exactly whatever I say in the video. I don't remember right yeah. now. I think it's four times. It, it speeds is. up four times as fast. And the math still works out. They had every permission not to care at that point. Once you speed up the timer, it, do- it doesn't really matter. We can't really prove you wrong. Um, but it works. It speeds yeah, up it exactly does, but, four but times. But what's
0: funny is, though, that was still a very problematic scene, though, because the whole thing with the Ray character, like they're on video with Helm. And right. they never just showed the the back of the bomb or the the (laughs) the label or it you know i mean it's you know so we were able to also dig into those types of things and um and then i think the biggest because that's the thing with archer i mean it's it's obviously it's supposed to be over the top and it's supposed to be silly but there were things in here we were able to grab onto like the captain's plan didn't make any sense um, and that didn't feel like it was just the point. Like there were just, because right. I mean, like, you know, like there was, I think Chris actually added that sin. Maybe you wrote it. It wasn't me. I know where, uh, he makes the comment, like no one wants to ride on a blimp for a week and he's like, yeah, but wasn't the, wasn't it sold out? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds like everybody wanted to ride the damn blimp. You know, uh, we also got called out on that, by the way, did you see that in the comments about, we made the comment about him saying that the, the cabins were full, So how would Archer and Lana have a cabin? And then people basically said, well, that's why they were full because he had one set aside for them, which fine if you want to. If you want to nitpick us, we're nitpicking. Mm, so
1: I think we could, I, we may,
0: I'd have to go back and check. But I yeah, think I mean, the, and the idea know, was there were two extra cabins when there should have only
1: been one. I think was Yeah, the that's idea, what, I, that's but, what,
0: that was the understanding that all three of us had, including right. Chris. And so I feel comfortable with that, but you know, whatever. I mean, well, I, I, I'm cool with being nitpicked. I'm nitpicking. So whatever.
1: I got nitpicked on uh, on one of my sins on this that I'm saving for the comment section. Um, cool. And I'll just say uh, I was wrong. I'll just tease it by saying I was wrong. So I'm excited to talk about how. Uh, uh, I messed up one of the sins a little bit. Um, Oh, and
0: then, but one thing about the comments to this one I did want to point out was that people seemed really happy that we took so many sins off. What's funny about that, though, is they're not recognizing that we added a bunch of sins. (laughs) That's right. So we could take them off. (laughs) That's right, uh, we did. If that makes you happy,
1: you're welcome. We're just doing our part. We're just doing our part.
0: Uh, The only other thing that hasn't been
1: mentioned is I really love the line. It was my sin and you took it uh that yeah. that
0: really made me yeah, laugh yeah that was I re- that was one because I don't know. I just always. I guess we all try to like take the older uh, running gags and do new twists on them. And mm-hmm. that was just something that popped up. I feel like I used that. I used a. I used that again. In fact, what's really fun. Well, that's never mind. I'll talk about that. When we talk about Skywalker. But um, but yeah yeah yeah. No, that was a, that was a fun one to write. The uh, the moment where she's like
1: Captain Lammers and he goes <laughs> could read Velma. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe one of the single funniest moments uh, in television history. I just, I laugh so hard at that every single time it happens. Oh, it's, it's so great.
0: Good.
2: What and, a statement, uh, television history.
1: I'm telling you, man, that is, that is just so this perfect.
0: This like this, I mean, this episode is, I mean, it's from beginning to end. It's, it's almost perfect. Like it, it like never misses a beat the whole way through, like with the comedy and, but Aisha Tyler's reading of that line, I think is what sells it. Oh yeah. She totally. sounds straight up like Velma. Yeah. Or or Daphne or whoever, you know, she just, she sounds like she's in a Scooby-Doo episode. Yeah,
1: it's perfect. It's perfect.
0: Uh, Anything else before we move on to music video sins?
1: Nope. All right. We're going to talk about Black Bear Hot Girl Bummer. Uh nope. <laughs> is, that, is that is that work? Can we all just say nope and move on to <laughs> cinema since? Uh so yeah, this is uh this song I'd never heard of before in my life. Um I'm curious oh, as you're to You're lucky. Yeah, this-
0: no, my daughter my daughter played has played this song nonstop for a period of time before and it's it's horrendous. It's it's honestly since I've been working on this channel, it's one of the worst songs that we've covered. Yeah. I think. Personally, yeah, I I mean, yeah, it's it's up there with like like Rebecca Black's Friday. Like it's it's up there. It's it's not good.
1: Well, you know, it does this thing that that a lot of songs do, and uh, and you know, we haven't we haven't gone into you know, you guys are old people. Tearing down young uh, music in a while, so I'll go ahead and go there. Um, but it does this thing where. Hold on,
2: hold on. Let me get your let me get your little walker so you can have some stability.
1: <laughs> thank you, thank you. Make You're sure you welcome. get the tennis balls on the on the legs yeah. for me. I
0: can tell you, man. You guys, because you guys don't see us visually. Aaron is more laid back today than I've ever seen him in my life. <laughs> like he is just because it's I'm like just you even have like a weird perspective going when your hands go towards the screen like they get like bigger and because you're just so yeah he's so yeah. far away he's got like, it a, looks like, he's got in like a lounge hype, chair you've got like the hype <laughs> Williams uh fish lens going on Anyways. Uh, <laughs> it's,
1: it's because of my aching back kids my aching back um,
2: so <laughs> my, my neck.
0: So
1: it does this thing that a lot of songs do in movies and TV do as well sometimes where it's like hey we're young we can just do whatever we want mm-hmm. and be whatever we want and it's like okay being young is a reason you're an idiot and you're a jerk but it's it's not an excuse like you can actually be a decent human being even when you're young like it's possible so like you know don't think it this song thinks like it's some sort of excuse like i can just do this because you know i'm young and you know whatever i can do whatever i want and it's just like eh, whatever
0: to compound on that, though, it's even worse than what I don't like. This is another thing I don't like with some of these songs when they do this. I feel it is it is also kind of acting like it's, I'm not, I hate to say too cool for school. That's so dumb. But, like, I don't know. It's acting like it's too cool to be what it is, which is, you know, like, it's... Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. I think
1: Barrett kind of touches on this as yeah. well. Okay, cool. Um, With with the thoughts that he had. What did Barrett have to say, Danae?
2: Oh, I don't know. Um. <laughs> <I'm- laughs> I'm over here on Wikipedia trying to just learn more about this person.
1: <laughs> well, wh- while you're looking that up, uh, I will say uh, my favorite parts of the video are the shout out to Kirby's Dream Land, uh, which is a mm-hmm. great video game. I love that shout out. Uh, the fractal screensavers bit about Windows 95. I thought it mm-hmm. was really funny. Uh, and the dude, they're right there. Uh, for whatever reason, made me, made me giggle quite a bit. I so. like
0: Aunt Kathy's going to be pissed. That <laughs> yes, was... that was
1: good, too. That was good, too. That was great. <laughs>
2: Uh okay I found I found what Baird had to say All right what do you have to he say He said that Black Bear song is immediately hateable. Well, we all agree, my friend. And I think that's what he's going for, an unabashed asshole that dares you to argue with him. Right. We all know that guy. Hell, I've unfortunately probably been that guy earlier in my life, and I hate that. And while I can't stand the song, it's an absolute earworm. But the video is objectively horrible. There's no real aesthetic. They're throwing stuff at the wall on the set of what's probably an old mansion that the director's great uncle or something. And this is the best they came up with. God, I hate this guy. But again... I think that's the point so I guess in some respects it's successful. Mm.
0: But yeah, yeah, but it's like I don't know I don't know anything about this guy so I don't want to judge him but if he ended like if I met him and he ended up being like the biggest asshole I've ever met I would not be shocked. Like yeah. after it watching like... this video.
1: Maybe could so be a
0: character, who knows. He's... Yeah, it could no it could be that's what I'm saying. I don't want to judge cuz I mean I don't know what he's going for here but
2: He turns uh, he turns 30 this year. Um he's been in the hip hop pop trap R&B and indie pop Culture for a long time. Yeah, he's been I around for a minute. When he was in his when he was a teenager, he moved out to L.A. Um, and he's just been collaborating with a lot of different kinds of people and partying as well. So, um and then he had his first child this year in January. Well, good
0: congratulations. So maybe yeah. he'll calm himself down. Congratulations, just a Black Bear, or whatever <laughs> your name is. <laughs>
2: but yeah, I don't know anything about this person, but it's, it's hard. It's hard because sometimes you're introduced to an artist and you're like, Oh, I just really don't have a desire to kind of like go into your backlog, you know, at yeah. all. Yeah. And so much so that even like watching this video, this is just one of those that, where, you know, going in that this is literally just us going, we're going to sound like the old hateful people. No,
0: that's, but I think, that's okay. I think there's something to be said though. What I think what I was trying to say earlier, I think it can I, what, basically like, it's a song that seems to care so little about what it is that why should we care mm-hmm enough to listen to it. And I don't even think yeah. it's an earworm. I don't like having to have stuff having to have to listen to it a bunch of times because my daughter's upstairs doing TikTok videos to it and stuff. That's um, what it is. It's not an earworm. It like it it it's I actually it's the opposite. It's like my ears uh were damaged. It's a brain yes. drill. Yeah it's a brain drill. <laughs> I was just trying to <laughs> mow my grass and this stupid
2: song. But I did like I'm the sorry. sin about it being a new uh look for smashing pumpkins and that it was a bold direction. <laughs> <laughs> I did like that one
1: uh, if there's nothing else, we'll head on to cinema sins uh and start with a little movie called Star Wars: the Rise of Skywalker uh People have oh, been waiting Lord. for this one uh yes
2: they have I, do we have to start though with our conversation about the whole voting thing?
1: the whole voting thing oh what actually you, you know yeah. what
0: the first thing i wrote down on here was her is way better than this movie
1: oh oh yeah <laughs> that's right that that was
0: force awakens <laughs> that
3: yeah that was, was that i'm force talking awakens. about her
0: is better than movie. oh rise it's different
2: yeah. yeah that's different it's although
0: different. i will say rise of skywalker i think i was too nice because we did a mini pod three of us and I feel like I was too nice on it because now, like I, I have no desire to ever watch this movie again. And I think it—I usually don't say stuff like this, but I think this movie does make Force Awakens worse because, oh, like, now that you now when you watch Force Awakens, you're going to be like, this goes
1: nowhere, <laughs> like. Well, we've got a lot. I mean, we've got a lot of opinions here. I know uh, both Chris yeah. and, and Jeremy wrote some stuff as well, yeah, and we've all seen it, so uh, yeah. you don't get to take it. Yeah, a drink. but this
2: is going to turn into a mini review of the movie. You know that, right? Well, no, that's right, what I'm saying we've right. already
0: reviewed it, so I mean, we can, you know, we can kind of go on from that. I would. Think. I will that say, but- quick, I will say quickly before
1: Danae kind of gives just some thoughts on the movie or whatever, because I don't have a lot to say that I haven't already said. Yeah, uh, I <laughs> did.
0: I did. Oh, Denae. Denae.
2: <laughs> sorry, sorry. I was. I, I, I know oh. you
0: guys think that was just her making a noise with her mouth. That was not. That was <laughs> Do you needle. need? No, that was that was her. That was her needing to go first. I think that was no,
1: the ham. I, that was the I, hams and beans. That was
2: that was me stopping what I had to say, and it's dead now. I killed it. Go <laughs> ahead, Aaron. <laughs>
1: I did watch this movie again recently uh, with my wife who hadn't seen it, and um, I don't think you were wrong to like some of the stuff in this movie. I think this movie does some stuff very, very well. Um, You who?
2: Me?
0: No, uh, uh,
1: Jonathan said—
0: I just don't think like it. I've watched it a second time, and it it did not. What I liked about it did not hold up as well as I thought was it would. have. Okay, I had the opposite experience. Yeah. What I liked about it
1: actually uh, the second time I liked even more. Um, and uh, I think this movie is a fun movie to watch. I just think it's very very flawed. And yeah, I think,
0: yeah, it's very flawed. It, it's, yeah. it's not terrible. I believe I'm not I'm not going that route. I mean, it's you know it's it's a it's a decently made film by J.J. J. Abrams, so it's it's fine. But yeah. Uh, I just, I just hate that this, they cut, they, and they covered this in the video, that this <laughs> French, this, go ahead, Janae. <laughs> I can't even, I don't even know what I was going to say now. Let it out, there. Waiting for my turn that was is so a, fucking hard. That was hilarious. <laughs> it's your turn. We're I'm waiting. I'm sorry.
2: No, 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 no. I, I felt, go ahead, Jonathan. Finish what you were saying. No, I, I, I it's wait. fine.
0: I was just, I, what was I saying? I was just saying that, like, I just, I just, I hate that this. This storyline really doesn't seem to go anywhere like and they talk about this in the video where like all of this, like I I don't really get where these people are trying to go. And like I don't get what the bad guys are trying to accomplish. And it just all of it just kind of goes nowhere. It just kind of meanders. And so now, like when you watch Force Awakens, which doesn't really stand on its own two feet because it's got to have stuff it it builds up stuff that's coming later it's just kind of sad to think that it doesn't really go anywhere interesting in my opinion. Danae? That's all I had to say.
2: <laughs> uh, I don't remember anything I was going to say now. <laughs> just dance. Well I'll tell you just,
0: what, I tell you what, if if
1: I if, if I start talking just interrupt me when you have something to say. No, I, give I really you permission. do
2: remember what I was going to say. Okay, I just say wanted it. to I just wanted the audience to go, "What?" No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay, first question. Was I on this mini pod? yes, cool, I don't remember that at all uh second <laughs> i I don't remember what I said about it before, obviously I don't remember being on the mini pod, so sorry about that um but i I remember really loving this movie and having a super fun time. but after watching the sins video, I think I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like first, let's just go back and like just pat on that thing we said earlier in the episode that when you see a a video like this by um, the two guys, the two like, like patriarchs of our channel, like makes you question everything Mm -hmm. that's going on while also... My love of this movie is crumbling around me so at the end of watching this video I'm like I don't even know what exists anymore <laughs> it was it was a really intense experience where I was like that was so good and so bad and I don't even know what's happening well yeah anymore. and
0: you're you're way you're a bigger Star Wars fan than I am too which I should preface that by saying I'm not like I'm I'm not in, I'm not as into this franchise as, as everyone else on the Sens team is. Well, Uh, so it doesn't really bother me. It's just I just I find that I don't know, just don't really have an interest in revisiting it. I could Mm -hmm. I could talk about this movie a lot, but I
1: don't want to spend all of our time there. So, Danae, let's hear what uh, what the guys had to say about their process.
2: Uh, Chris said Rise of Skywalker feels like Disney trying to make up for what they thought was a mistake mm-hmm. with The Last Jedi, and they tried to pull it all together in the final chapter. The second movie is considered anti-fan. This one is all about the fans, and it doesn't make sense in the end. The movie is fine. I just didn't like where the story ended up. Let's dig up Emperor Palpatine one more time and force him into the story. Let's have him continue making the same mistakes he made with the original trilogy. The most curious part of the movie is the introduction of the Sith Wayfinder, and." absolutely unthought out scavenger hunt for it and them literally sinking into quicksand right on top of it and when i first saw the movie i was generally happy about it but on the second viewing the averageness of it was disappointing also with all of that fan service if you see luke doing things in death that he like he did in life then you should see also see a bunch of jedi ghosts coming to help so much potential is wasted and that's what he said and I, I agree with and that 100%. that's the part that was super super hard for me as i was watching it i'm like Uh, That's a good, like literally my notes of watching this. I'm not, I'm not referencing how much I love to sin. I'm like, no, that was a really good point. That was a really good point. Why did (laughs) that happen? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You really start Um, to
1: realize what a what a mess and what a messy, flawed movie it really is.
2: Yeah, they did their they did their work. They did a good job. I
1: still say it's fun to watch. I have I there's it is.
2: It is, Look, but it's like, I, in this totally case, there's there's that. these times, there's these times whenever like the channel is like everything wrong with, and we have like these fun entertainment jokes, and then mm-hmm. there's opportunities to really show flaws of a movie. And this was, this was the prime example of taking a movie that you love and showing legitimate flaws with it and also having really fun jokes at the same time. And sometimes like you watch something and it's like, I don't know, it's not as emotional. This is definitely one that was more emotional for me. Like some people write, I see you have chosen death, like in the comments, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> So it sort of felt like that a little bit. Uh, do you want me to read what Jeremy said yeah yeah okay okay Uh, Jeremy said the biggest thing that stands out in sending Rise of Skywalker is how little overall plan there was for these three movies if you were going to bring back Palpatine you could have teased or started that earlier except you didn't know you were going to do that because you just let every new director do whatever they wanted and that's the real waste no coherent plan and that's why I wrote this in about Kathleen Kennedy doing the Gus Van Sant thing from Jay and Silent Bob and Trevor Rowe off of the corner off in the corner even a mediocre plan that created three connected films would have been better than this the obsession which makes Leia a focal point really kills a lot of the film's early momentum because every scene with her is awkward and like I'm addicted head if i bring it up because i don't respect carrie fisher or some shit so that was i I
0: agree with everything he's saying i I, agree with everything both of them say yeah
2: me too i kind of
0: and i do kind of just wish that they had just gone ahead and let colin what's his name Trevor, Trevor, Trevor. i kind of wish they just let him make his movie because i mean would it have been you know like (laughs) it would have been fine i i'm more curious to see what he would have done versus jj trying to clean up everything yeah um (laughs) but you know whatever
1: I, I, uh, I agree with everything both of them said and I think the video and them focus on the you know the two things that make this movie a mess. One is lack of planning you know as far as like a throughway for the three movies it is so evident uh, and it really damages the final product um, and I'm glad they they brought that up And then the other thing is the fan service like it's just it, yeah. is, it is a movie that is all about that at the expense of stuff that makes
2: sense. And it's like what, and you notice it more in a condensed thing like this. And obviously, we're pointing out everything wrong with it. Like it's a very purposeful point of what we're mm-hmm. doing. But seeing it all together like that, it almost—it's so undeniable. And that—that mm-hmm. that was difficult for for me specifically because I had such a fun time watching this. But like literally every note, it's like oh, Chewbacca's death. Yeah, why didn't they see this? Like, oh, that's a good point. Yeah, you know, that's an interesting thing about the weapon and the ruins. Like, what if the ruins would have changed shape over time? Then what? So when was that weapon created? And it's just like. You start yeah. questioning everything, and then you realize how much of it's just you. Just unplug your brain, and you go along for a happy ride of nostalgia. And so, it turned the movie kind of more yeah. into extreme conveniences and fan service for me, which is a little bit of a bummer. But I'm still going to say I had a really good time watching it because I yeah no I, 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 I really definitely
0: did. I had a I had a fun time at the you know at the IMAX screening watching it. Did you um did you guys uh, read much of the comments the YouTube comments on this one? I didn't a make it bit. very yeah I didn't make it very far into them because. A certain section of this fan base just drives me nuts, but um, it makes <laughs> the Star me, like, Wars never fan base. To, just a section of them. Most yeah. Star Wars fans I know personally are some of the coolest people I know, like the two of you. But <laughs> um, but there are certain people. But my favorite comment, somebody actually made a comment. It was on a thread. But uh, so Jeremy and Chris, they took off a bunch of sins at the. They took off some sins at the end, and they yeah. said they liked the ending, which I kind of. I I meant to ask them about that because. I kind of wonder if that was, A, they did mean it, but at the same time, they knew that would irritate people. (laughs) It's my favorite part of the video. I think it is
1: mine, too. For the first thing, because I think they meant it, because I mean it. I really think that ending is powerful. I think the whole movie is about uh, your name and who you you get to decide who you identify with. You're not stuck with. You know your history. I think I
0: agree with you. I think I totally agree with you. But what was funny was there was so somebody made. I can't believe they took sins off for that. I didn't care for that ending, which was a very fine comment. I mean, that one wasn't the bad, But there was one like in the middle of the thread. It said something along the lines of, "I knew all along that they were just being paid by Hollywood to make these videos."
1: <laughs> they may. Be, they may be kidding. I was like, "Yes, that.
0: I was." I was like, "Let me let me get my check out here that is signed by Hollywood." <laughs> That's right. I had a friend. Oh my God. If you think Hollywood? Hollywood is paying us? Just i had a friend watches. in uh, high
1: school named hollywoods yeah uh, there was so. uh, the,
0: the guy's name's hollywood in the mannequin movies there you so go. maybe it's him maybe it's that guy uh, the video- uh but i just that was oh my god I, I i got the impression that wasn't a joke like this person believed like studios are like hey do sends videos about our shit and <laughs> uh we'll write you a check <laughs> that's not been my experience yeah, no, uh, no. The, uh, the
1: video itself, um, kind of what you were referencing, Danae. I loved the tearing apart of the Wayfinder. I thought they, that was expertly done, um, just how ridiculous <laughs> those MacGuffins are. Um, the uh, sin, it's practically a speed run made me giggle. I love the idea <laughs> that, you know, she's been playing this video game so long. Uh, the uh, necklace snatching since Bruce Wayne's parents made me laugh. Oh,
2: that was so brutal. Uh, oh, I had that
1: written down. Uh, I wrote yet. that down, too. That was great. Uh, I love <laughs> love the subtlety of the sounds about right sin uh, where right is spelled um, mm-hmm. I yeah I just really love the, that love yeah. the subtlety of that uh, hand service was great yes uh, I, I will say one thing I disagree uh, a point that I think they were making um, validly was that the they didn't like the lightsaber battle battle in the water it's like my favorite part of the movie I love that battle so much um, and so that was kind of one of those things where it's like ah, um, but then uh, really enjoyed the section on the emperor has no imagination. Uh, that was brilliant. That was the the thing in this video that I was like, oh, I've got so much to grow.
0: <laughs> and this is this is partly why I remember us doing this mini, the mini pod that Danae doesn't recall. Um, wasn't that lightsaber battle the one where you were like, that is my fifth favorite lightsaber battle?
4: <laughs> it you said, did
0: you, was that the one where you said something I may, like I that? I It's in my top five. Or maybe that's battles. what you said. Yeah, because yeah. I remember thinking. Wow! Like you have a list of favorite lightsaber battles. Yeah, you've I do, already, man. Listen, if you grew up, up with Star in Wars, in fighting
1: with lightsabers was the coolest thing ever. Like, it, like, yeah. There's nothing that compares to that idea. Well, uh, so yeah,
0: when, yeah. And even when I say I'm not as big of a Star Wars fan as a lot of people that listen to us and stuff are, but like, I mean, Return of the Jedi is one of my first like theater theatrical experiences that I remember like you know I, I kept making my mom take me back to see it and or trying to get her to take me back and see it. And yeah, uh, yeah as a kid that stuff's just awesome. I I wanted to own a speed bike. Yeah um, those were cool I thought too. they were real and because uh, <laughs> my well my family rode motors dirt bikes so I'm like I went to my grandfather I'm like can we just go get a speed bike instead of a dirt bike and
1: it's <laughs> awesome. That's I mean really those cool. exist
0: right uh, uh,
1: I also liked the uh, Atmo is obno uh, joke. I thought that was
0: great. Uh, can I tell you something about that? I actually have a story about that. Yeah, please do. Okay. So Jeremy and I wrote a script, uh, for another movie before this, that a, a cinemist script, not a not a not a screenplay, <laughs> cinema <laughs> script for a video that we had to get done early so it could get on the channel. So that this movie won't be coming out until like later in May, maybe even June. But they say atmo in the movie that we wrote, and and I and so I actually wrote the original. I wrote that sin in a different. Uh, In a different for a different movie. And then Jeremy texts me while he's working on Skywalker. It's like, dude, you're not going to believe this. (laughs) But they say Atmo in this movie. Also, I'm going to go ahead and just do that. sin here as well. I was like, oh, that's "That's fun. Yeah, that's hilarious. It's just one of those things we've never noticed before. And then they did it in two movies within a week. So you uh, wrote
1: on this video. I should have included your name on the, in the
0: <laughs> credits. <laughs> Jeremy typed it out, <laughs> uh,
1: and then because I just watched recently, I just watched a hunt for red October. That uh, outtake of "Hey, I think someone just shot a torpedo at us" uh, yeah. really hit really hit home. Well, because uh, I just seen that. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the stuff I enjoyed. I uh, can't, what about you guys? I'm trying
0: to remember what you guys haven't mentioned. But did we mention they're riding horse thingies on top of a space? Oh my god, that was my
2: favorite. <laughs> Just Um, the delivery, they're riding horse thingies on top
0: (laughs) of a spaceship. Which I didn't even notice. I mean, even, like, I still, working with this channel, I still love when I watch these that I didn't work on. And I'm like, I never noticed that before. Like, that is insane. like I just took that for granted. Uh comparing Carrie Fisher to so- the Soprano's mom, I thought mm-hmm. was interesting. Uh R- R- Reggie Jackson was a very uh funny son. Um and then yeah, I think I think that oh, and then they said really wish C3PO would die. <laughs> thought that was I thought that was quite funny.
2: Uh, I really enjoyed them pointing out like uh, how often um, he was asking about how he knows so much about flying and repairing. Mm. And that's like what he does with Poe. Right. Uh, yeah. It, it was like another one of those where I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a really good point, too. Um But as far as other things like that weren't just ripping apart the movie that I thought I liked a whole bunch, Uh, I really enjoyed the, um, the, I just do what the cocaine tells me. That was one of my favorite moments. Just sort of like this feverish writing. Mm -hmm. The the rage ocean taking a break at the appropriate time. I really enjoyed that one. Uh, Everything about pointing out how ghosts shouldn't be able to handle objects and then coming to fight. I re- that was another really good point that I enjoyed, but um the biggest one that's sort of like I'm gonna have to think about a lot and and some of them I thought as I watched it and but now the whole killing the emperor with his own lightning that was like a little aha moment for me because I finally was I think I realized that's what they were trying to do, and yeah. I still haven't been able to figure that out in my own mind as to how the emperor was killed and then raided and turn evil. I thought she just sort of like used all the force power to stay good so Yep, this was a this was an epic one for me on a lot of levels. Yeah, so I'm I'm glad to have watched it. They did a great job, incredible job, actually.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't video. think we mentioned this one either because this was my favorite dig on the whole. Like Abrams thing was this is like Spock yelling Khan instead of Kirk, mm-hmm. right? Which was. Not really subtle, but it was very. I mean, it is subtle if you. I guess if you don't know much about Star Trek or watch the Star or the Abrams Star Trek movies, but uh, it was uh, that had me. That had me dying. Like I just. Well, it is an Abrams thing. You know, he, yeah, he loves to
1: play the notes in, in pretty much the same way and just, you know, alter
0: them just a little bit. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, I and I, and I do love that guy, man. I mean, he's you know, he's created some of my favorite television and, uh, you know, he's done some really good movies, but there are things about him. And I like some of this. I like a lot of the stuff in his Star Trek movies. But
1: well, but, but the, here's the thing. If this had been an Abrams trilogy. I think we're talking about a fantastic trilogy. Like, here's possibly the, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I just he he felt he was locked into a corner trying to get back to where he wanted to go after Ryan Johnson took it a different direction, right? And so, yeah, I I just think if if he oversees the whole thing, if we're having a totally different conversation.
0: Well, and also like, and I'm going to talk about my Beyond the Sins uh, pick. Actually, gets into like the idea of like you know what social media we had at a certain point in our life and what we have now. I mean, we know so much about the make. Well, we think we know we probably don't know half of anything that's really going on here, but we have an idea that we we have some ideas of what was going on behind the scenes and which we wouldn't have known like in the you know early 80s. There's no telling what Lucas and Spielberg were fighting about and not Spielberg or Lucas and um, whoever I can't even think of who he worked with on those films but um, my mind just completely went blank. But I I can't imagine what was going on behind the scenes of the original film. Uh, But with us having so much knowledge of what's going on behind the scenes now, I think that also feeds into the narrative sure of of the films themselves which is is interesting yeah so
1: uh great job uh let's move on to uh another great movie uh catwoman um this was an atkinson dicer script uh
0: so chris and i wrote on this Um, do you think like do you think barrett like because you know because uh i i mean uh you got called into this later right yes I guess we should say so I think like I think Barrett pulled a hammy like I think he faked a hammy pull for this because so he wouldn't have no, to I'm, write I'm on I'm kidding it. obviously I'm very much kidding but yeah this movie's horrendous
1: yeah it's bad uh Danae are people gonna take a drink have you seen Catwoman <laughs> I hope you have drink drink <laughs> I'm sad now, that it, I
2: have it's it's actually one where I think I remember being interested in it because I liked Catwoman, mm-hmm. um, and I like Halle Berry, yeah. and so I thought it would be a good match. But then I, if I'm, my memories are more like emotional feelings. So if my feeling is, I, I think I was told, don't do it. <laughs> well, enough people, who- enough people, enough people went to it. and They're just like, don't. It'll well, ruin it for you. not all and heroes so wear go.
1: capes. Uh, those people are the heroes of your life uh, <laughs> uh, in that moment. Yeah. I, I saw and Chris this in wrote down the his thoughts
2: on this, too, so I can read that whenever you're ready. Yeah, why don't you I start was with Chris's say, thoughts?
0: I just wanted to say, I saw this in the theater. Obviously, never watched it again, but watching the video, I remembered everything that happened in this movie. <laughs> it's that bad. It's it, oh. Yeah, it's so bad, like, it just scars you for yeah. the rest of your life. No. yeah Go ahead, Chris yeah. What did Chris have to say?
2: Chris said he didn't see Catwoman when it came out because he heard it was terrible, so yeah. he never saw it. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the time came to see it, and he couldn't believe how bad it was. The movie is basically half romantic comedy; like no one would come to watch it unless Halle Berry fell in love with somebody, and the editing is atrocious. During the action scenes, even if you're trying to cover up for the fact that the real actors can't fight, you don't have to cut that much. But even when the movie isn't doing an action scene, people are in mid sentence and the movie cuts to a close up and then back to the original shot. Even if you're able to get past those things, the plot is stupid as hell. Cosmetics that make people look young but have terrible side effects and Sharon Stone will kill anyone who finds out. She supposedly has skin that's as tough as diamonds but it doesn't even really factor into anything. The plot to frame Catwoman for her murders only comes after she's killed one person like the movie knew that Catwoman would be in the wrong place at the wrong time but Sharon Stone certainly didn't. I especially liked how Aaron discovered that they had apparently cut two days out of the same day. Um, everybody <laughs> is wearing the same clothes and they just <laughs> obviously reordered some scenes to make something quote unquote work that didn't before it's just super bad
0: was that the thing about benjamin bratt like coming back to saying he went back to the oh it's it it
1: it, it totally destroys the continuity of the first half hour of this movie maybe even first 45 minutes um funny yeah it was uh it, it it was uh, the other thing in my keeping tabs, so I should hold on to something in my keeping tabs. Okay, so no, I'll, yeah, I'll hold on it. to
0: the, I'll hold on to that one for keeping but tabs. This like, DC does not know what the fuck they're doing with their properties. <laughs> I'm sorry, like. They occasionally get a Batman film right and they occasionally got like they got a first couple of Superman movies right I guess but like holy shit like and it's not that different now I mean but like then I mean this felt like one of those 90s DC movies that wasn't called Batman because remember they did like that Shaquille O'Neal version of Steel. And, um, uh, yeah. and there's, you know, there's some stuff like that. And that's what this kind of felt like. Like it was just a leftover from all that garbage. And like, I think, did did you say that? Did Chris make a comment about it coming out a couple years before Dark Knight? Or was that in Yeah, it was like the next year Batman Dark Knight came out. Yeah. It was a year before Batman Begins, right? Yeah. It's unreal. Yeah. I uh, I, mean, I was
1: just, I was watching this this time and just checking things off my CW bingo card. Because uh, <laughs> it, it really is an Arrowverse pilot like this is like it's got the, the the skin that those pilots like to show it's yeah. got the you know the uber hustle you know young person who's just trying to make their life work and all of a sudden has superpowers and it really feels like a television show in that way um so i i i really think you could just slide catwoman based on this movie into the dc uh aeroverse and, and everybody be just fine yeah, maybe
0: uh, they will what did you guys uh, think about the video it was really, really funny. Um, I cannot believe. I'm assuming Chris wrote the '90s softcore porn scene. Yeah yeah, not to I say I don't have experience with that, Hall, Huh?
1: <laughs> not to say I haven't, I I don't have my own uh, stories uh, no, no, about no, those no, moments in like, my life.
0: I just, I can't believe we mentioned Gabriella Hall. Right. In a, in a sense video. And I, I can't believe I knew who Gabriella Hall was immediately. I was and, like, Oh yeah, I remember no, her. Yep. No, very we well. We all do. We all
2: do. <laughs> not everybody. <laughs>
0: yeah. Danae was watching real porn. Uh, we were just watching the, the softcore stuff. Uh. uh but but yeah, no, that was great. Uh, uh, dis uh, disguttle rousing, <laughs> yeah, was very funny. And I, I mean, he, Danae mentioned this with what Chris was saying and what some of what Aaron was saying. But I just. I love the uh, run of the Mill romantic comedies from the 90s and 2004 because it really did feel like that. Like yeah. it felt like a really bad romantic comedy from like 1997.
1: That's exactly what it is. It's just a bad yeah. romantic comedy. That's what this movie is.
0: It's crazy. Oh, and the bonus round is that was that was awesome. Holly Sterry. Oh my god, so funny. <laughs>
1: yeah, I just noticed that like the movie was very intent on showing her you know, staring into the distance or looking dramatically at the camera. Looking. Yeah. Because it's so cat-like, you know, that's, that's what cats do. And so they were very, very intent on that. And Um, that
0: outtake package was, was top notch. It
1: was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. What about you, Danae?
2: Um, I like the show, then tell, then show, and then tell again, just in case. (laughs) Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the sin about the director being a male and you can tell that he's a male because it's just a shot of her butt walking across. Mm -hmm. Um, I am starting to notice that stuff more. You guys have mentioned it many times in our conversations, like you know, with um, Wonder Woman being shot so differently, and how you yeah. can tell that it's shot differently. Well, because and, you've
0: got more, you've got more females directing uh, superhero movies now, so that yeah. that, that kind of helps,
2: right? But I don't, I don't think I've ever noticed it as much. Probably yeah. one, I don't go to see a lot of movies and things like that anyway. Uh, two, it's probably just sort of ingrained in me, and I don't even realize it that how a woman is shot or what we're supposed to care about like we're supposed to care about how tight our asses are and whether they fit into leather pants wonderfully or not you that's do care about that right everybody knows important. about <laughs> it is it's very very yeah. important you know when you're it's thinking vital. about your education when you're thinking about your future when you're thinking about the list of things that you need to be doing well in life one of them is how quickly you can get into a pair of leather pants yeah. and how wonderful <laughs> they look that's yeah. important
0: you're always thinking about that ass that's, that's uh, right it's very important so
2: but anyways i like that sin because i I was watching, it going, "Oh my God, wow! That's a that really is a long shot of just a woman's ass. Like, what's the point other than seeing her butt?" So, right. to yeah. me, and a little, just a little insight into not realizing that stuff is done. To be fair, hundred, the, it's a
0: beautiful shot.
2: <laughs> yes, and I like how everything is written, like kind of like that. Like, I, I like this, but also no. Um, the hundred thousand sins for the terrible fight scene, I really liked. Yeah, uh, there was one there was one sin about th- like she saves the kid from the Ferris wheel and then she's walking away and the mom doesn't say thank you. And the sin is like <laughs> basically sinning that, that the mom didn't say thanks one more time at least. <laughs> and then the, the line is your entire lineage was saved. <laughs> 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 um, uh, And then the the pointing out that the villain having never seen this not realizing and it's what Chris said in his notes just that the villain is. An evil woman who is making bad face cream. And, and was is, like wow. is,
1: And disappears for like most of most the movie. Most of the movie. She's gone. Yeah.
2: It's just weird.
0: Yeah, just remember like in the comics, Catwoman is like one of the most badass, amazing like uh like criminals ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's like the like the like the person you hire to break into a safe, you know, like I mean, she's 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 a cat burglar. I mean, she's on, and this is what she becomes in the movie. I just I just really want to be a fly on the on this would be like the Gremlins 2, uh pitch meeting sketch from uh Key and Peele. Like I want to be at the Catwoman uh, writers' room uh, to hear people coming up with this crap because it's it's unbelievable. Going off the Asting too, one I forgot to mention was um, uh, when she's when she's escaping the jail cell, and it was like, or maybe Halle Berry's breasts do turn everything to jelly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 There's there's so much in this. There's also that moment where she she teleports. And it's just one moment in in the movie where they make it very clear that there is no possible way she could have gotten from there to there, except that she teleported. And it's like, where have you introduced that? That's one of her powers. Like, it's just it's it's just such a bad movie. It's just. By the bad way, overall. though, Halle
0: Berry um, just recently seeing her in John Wick Chapter Three, and then seeing her in this, which was you know fifteen years before, she hasn't aged. So, <laughs> no, she,
1: yeah, she doesn't. Some people, I mean. man. Uh, uh-huh. My favorite part of that, uh the sin that you mentioned about, um, you know, obviously this was shot by a man. As the mm-hmm. addition of in that man was probably from France. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i thought uh, that was funny too because she was she might even still be with that guy that's french she's then yeah. like with yeah. oliver uh i can't think of his name now but uh yeah
1: yeah it's it's it is it is in many ways like if you think of the idea at least of so bad it's good there is something about watching a movie this bad where you're just so in awe of how bad it is that you know it's there's kind of a giddiness uh to that at least that's how i felt while sitting I bet it, it was fun just
0: like, it was fun to write on i assume right i mean because oh, yeah. I. I feel like this was like the feeling I got while writing on when you wrote on the snowman too. Yeah. But like that was one where, you know, it's, it's, it's horrible. It's hard to watch, but at the same time, it's just like, you're just writing sins like crazy. Like they're just, your brain's firing on all cylinders, you know, it's it's kind of cathartic.
1: Yeah, the male gaze is real, and it's it's one of those things that's just kind of ingrained in film in a way that, that we, you know, are just now starting to kind of to figure out what happens when, you know, we let all sorts of people direct movies instead of just, you know, people kind of from the same background. And so uh, I think I it's... I've had the same experience, Danae. Yeah, over the last I, I, 10 years. I think it's
0: fascinating though, because Chris and I have discussed this in some movies we've reviewed in our mini pods. Like, I remember the Black Christmas remake. You know, that was a slasher film directed by a female, which is very uncommon. Mm-hmm. And then, um, like Birds of Prey uh, was directed by, like Birds of Prey, for instance. Like, I'm curious, like if a man directed that. Like, and this is has nothing to do with the male gaze, but like if a man directs Birds of Prey, is there a whole storyline about uh, Harley Quinn wanting an egg sandwich? Yeah, right. Because I don't think there is.
1: Uh, you never know. You never know, and that's and, what's important. And that's and yeah. that's not to say a, a woman can't use the the camera to lustfully look at a, a oh, woman, absolutely. or say, you know what I'm saying, or that yeah. or that a man can't figure out how to shoot. Women as human beings instead of objects, like that's possible, and people yeah. do it. You know, it's just one of those things that does happen a lot. In fact, Danae and I just uh, send a movie that I won't give away, but it may be too much of a hint even to talk about this. But we just send a a, a movie together that I think is really benefits from having a female director because it is a movie that could very easily be male gazy, and mm-hmm. it shoots some very usually male gazy things in a very female gaze way. And
0: I just i I really respect that.
1: Um, so. So, yeah,
0: it's one uh, well, to go back. And I wanted to go back on my Birds of Prey comment. When I said that, I said that with love. I, I really enjoyed that movie, by the way. I wasn't I wasn't saying that as a negative. Uh, that's just stuff like that is what's popping up in my head when I'm watching some of these movies with the knowledge that they're directed by, you know, a man or woman. Yes. Um, but uh, Catwoman could have been called male gaze the movie. I think that
1: is what we really need to <laughs> land on here. Uh, CGI. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah I what do. a
2: nightmare. <laughs> Definitely uh, not on my watch list.
0: No. I was bummed. And Halle Berry is a beautiful woman and Sharon Stone is a very beautiful woman, but I would not call that movie very sexy.
2: Or that or that sin where it's like putting on your face cream that you have to like put your leg out like this to put your face
1: cream <laughs> Thank on. You. Thank you. You don't do that? <laughs>
0: You, don't, you know, you just—you were put on your face screen before the show, and you were doing that. You what have you to ex- You about? have to be wearing a high heel and have a that's bare right. leg and extend it out from your body so as that it far shows the shape. Possible. It's right. like whenever can whenever we start, a little bit too. whenever our camp, like whenever Danae joins the video session before we record, it's always just her leg. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's and right. Very much. Very it's much.
2: how I enter the room, you know, one leg at a time. Danae Hughes so has entered the
0: room.
4: Hey Podcast peeps,
2: it's me again. Um mm-hmm. n- n- those are my d- mm-hmm. those are my mm-hmm. uh okay. every time I, t- I talk uh, Wow. Uh, is this how Aaron feels when we're mm. Okay, we're gonna try this. Uh, I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at CinemaSense.com slash BTS. So, go fill it out.
1: Uh, <laughs> Alright, let us move on to keeping tabs.
2: The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. <laughs>
3: Oh jeez!
2: This
4: is the most public yet of my many humiliations.
1: We're each going to tell a, a story from putting together the content for the week. Maybe a Google stir, uh, search, some strange research, uh, deleted sin, whatever we want to talk about. I've already kind of said what mine is, so I'll go ahead and uh, and sure. talk a little bit about it. But it was that moment in Catwoman when I realized that everybody was wearing the same outfit as the day before. Right. And I was what if,
2: a great observation. Well, it,
1: it, it, I guess maybe. But the thing is. She was wearing the same outfit, and so that is obvious. Your main character is wearing yeah. the same outfit two days in a row. Now, listen, I wear outfits a month in a row. I was going like, to say you, you know, haven't been
0: living with my daughter and wife <laughs> through the COVID nineteen <laughs> well self isolation. Before self isolation, <laughs> I
1: wore the same outfit a month in a row. Like this is like I I am very uh, uh bohemian about that kind of stuff. But in movies, it's not usually like that. So my yeah. my antenna went up right away, and then I started noticing. Okay, her best friend is wearing the same outfit. Okay, the guy who said man sandwich is wearing the exact same like everybody is dressed exactly the same so i did you know a little bit of research there wasn't a lot on it um other than people other people have noticed it and Mm -hmm. so the assumption is i don't think anybody's ever been public about this but the assumption is which makes a lot of sense is they shot all of that stuff was supposed to take place in one day uh those first two days were also supposed to be a really jam-packed day where she starts off trying to save the cat uh, he comes and helps her with that. She runs to work. Then all the stuff with the meeting, all that kind of stuff happens mm-hmm. that same day. And he comes and visits her at lunchtime, which by the way, gives him enough time to have been to his office, then right. come to see her and, you know, those kind of things. And, uh, and by the way, going to the planet night was that same day. It's supposed to be that same day as way as well. So it's like this entire movie basically was supposed to take place during this one day, Um, at least the entire like origin story part of the movie. And they just decided for whatever reason, probably Smartly in the end, that that's a lot of stuff to feel was packed into the same day, and so then they just tried to fix it without reshooting, and uh, and it just it doesn't work. It changes so much about why people are saying things when they're saying them, you know, there's just all these little moments where you go, "Ah, I can see it there too. You know? So, um, yeah, that was a really interesting experience for me to kind of put that together and then watch the movie knowing that, you know, understanding the things that it, that it had changed. So that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Uh,
0: what about you, Jonathan? I actually, I only worked on Archer and I didn't, I didn't look up anything for that. So, uh, I don't have anything. No, I'm, I'm, I'm out today.
2: I looked, up uh, whether pencils float, as I kind of already <laughs> yeah. talked about, um, which brought me to this guy named Nick Zemedy's YouTube channel because he had, there was this YouTube video that was titled "Floating Pencil River," and so I was like, okay, that's what I'm looking for. But then I'm, uh, but it's about him making a table, and what he does is he takes like a uh, material and he puts it in like epoxy resin type thing, like he puts it all in resin, and then he sands everything down, and he makes these really interesting things. Uh, inside of resin um and so wow. i ended up watching several of his videos of him making these really interesting creations of various materials inside of resin that he then you know puts onto like a wood turning table and makes into something really fascinating looking uh there was like a dragon's fire uh our eyeball of sorrow looking thing that was really cool um a lot of it was just like, uh, I think there was one about like wine corks and random materials that are really interesting. There was one about molding daisies. So anyways, if you like woodworking, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, this is a really cool. I don't know. I just find this stuff. I I love creative people and watching them do something that yeah. they're passionate about. Uh, so this one was, for me, particularly fun you know, to watch. Uh, he has like 600. Let's see. So 673,000 subscribers as of today, which is a fair amount. And um, again, his name is Nick Zimetti. That's Z-A-M-M-E-T-I. And so, or you can just search for Do Pencils Float and look for the one about a table and you'll find it.
0: That's a very. Do you remember e- having to look up stuff in encyclopedias? <laughs> remember that? That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I, I do was, And sometimes, that. like, I just think about that, like, because Danae always finds this interesting stuff on YouTube. And I'm just like, God, like, what did we do? Like, how did we... <laughs> How did we ever write a report? My daughter's going to have it so
1: easy. The
2: library, man. We had to go to the library. You spent time in the
1: library. I don't know how my kids Uh, would survive if they had to go to a building to research stuff.
0: Well, I mean, I'm not right now because of self-isolation, but I actually enjoy going to the library. Although our library is not in the the best part of town. I walked uh, to the
1: library uphill both ways in the snow, kids. Benchmark.
4: Oh,
0: God. Encyclopedias were the worst, though. There was, like, actually a Modern Family episode that's really funny where they make them get off technology for a day. Do you remember that one, Aaron? No, I don't watch it. Uh, oh, yeah, Modern Family. I thought you meant fam- I thought like, you said family guy. No, no, Modern Family, where the, the Phil and Claire, they make their kids not use technology for a day. And, like, one of them writes a report on something. And she's like, these encyclopedias aren't even up to date. Like, they hadn't even invented photosynthesis yet. <laughs> it's like she got, like, an F on her report. Right. Right. Uh yeah, YouTube is the perfect place
1: for channels to pop up that are just simple, does it float? And you know, like so there's amazing. there are entire YouTube channels that are dedicated to dropping like, things in water and seeing if they float. I've learned
0: how to like cook things and, you know, build things that like I never would have been able to do twenty yeah. years ago.
1: Yeah. It's been pretty amazing. Um yeah, no, that's that's good stuff. Uh, I uh, actually one of my uh, c- good friends in the pop culture uh, world that comes on the podcast sometimes on on Sif uh, Pop uh, got his start with a YouTube channel is just throwing stuff in microwaves and seeing what happened. <laughs>
0: that was like mm-hmm. his whole his whole. Oh, uh, YouTube that sounds career. dangerous. Yeah, well, it does, you and hear that's why we watch
2: somebody else do it. I've,
0: I've <laughs> blown right. up some shit, not meaning to. So I, I that's <laughs> scary, man. I've had yeah. glass plates just explode
1: yep 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 uh, all
0: right uh i think we're ready to move on to the comment
1: section I, want to know what you're thinking. I appreciate your honesty you're a real straight shooter you are the ones who are the ball lickers gonna take a look at some of the comments in the videos from the week uh and uh and talk about what some people had to say um snake kick us off what did you find uh,
2: from spongebob scully in anim- uh animatics animatics Animatics. Yeah. Scully Animatics said, fun fact, the artist on the boat in this episode is the voice actor for Plankton. Yep. I didn't know that. And that's why I love the comment section. (laughs) It's a short and sweet one this week. Uh,
0: What about you, Jonathan? Um, I wrote a sin on the Archer that was in the video about where we called uh, called I Want to Know What Love Is, uh, the narrator's 16th favorite foreigner song. And we actually had somebody comment on that. How the hell is I Want to Know What Love Is, only your 16th favorite foreigner song? That song is a goddamn work of art. And the answer is because 16th is funnier. that's right that's exactly right (laughs) that's that's what makes it funny because it's a joke because the idea that somebody would have a top 16 foreigner song list
1: is the is the joke yes
0: uh also i uh, i don't know you do yours i have another one there, but i don't know no, if go, you, ahead. If go you, ahead oh well there's another one from archer that uh i just thought this was funny and when archer gets the time bomb right cinema misspells accurate take yeah. the l cinema i love getting called out for shit like that and the, the fact that we have three people watching that video like multiple times yeah more than that usually you know <laughs> like there's usually at least four or five eyeballs i know Eight or ten and, eyeballs uh, on those yep. things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like- just never got it.
1: Uh no, I in it's in it's wild when like that word was missing a vowel. Like it was so yeah. poorly spelled. Like it was just yeah. you know, I think it's also testament to the fact that uh that uh Adobe Premiere needs to have uh like the spell check squigglies on there their stuff. <laughs> yes. Uh where, where's that? blame technology.
0: Which, yeah, that's, that's Adobe's. Yeah, because Fremio does, but if it's already in there, right, yeah. know, we're not gonna we're not gonna catch it. So uh
2: that's funny. We're like we're like, what did we do before the internet? Oh, we had to look things up for ourselves and know how to spell. Right?
0: <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, are there so, words, by the way, that you never spell right the first time? Because for me, it's convenience. Yep. I never spell convenience right. Uh,
2: um, necessary. The word necessary. That's, I always that's, those that's, are that's both great, great
0: examples.
1: Um, I
2: just, I add a whole bunch of C's and S's and hope that I get it yeah. right.
1: <laughs> I get the I and E swapped in there every time. That's a stupid oh, really? one. Yeah, I, I I always put the wrong, I don't know which comes first. And, and weird, uh, weird has been that way throughout my life. I think I finally got weird down.
0: But anytime there's an I and an E, my brain just look, doesn't yeah, know what to no, do with them. Look, I'm a grammar Nazi. I, I, have, I, I love English and I've always been really good with grammar and, and whatnot. And uh, yeah, the I before E rule makes no fucking sense. The English language is so weird. Yeah. Once it's again, so daughter, daughter and Spell laughter are pronounced w- differently. I e r d.
2: That's
0: the one I always want to go to though, the daughter laughter thing. Like, why why are those pronounced differently? <laughs> yeah, I
1: I, I we
2: don't know. Quick yeah, funny story. It makes but
1: no sense. Quick funny story before I get into my uh, my comment section. Uh, the the spelling of the word weird is one that from my childhood haunts me because I wrote a note. Uh, to my dad that was something about, I, I don't even remember the situation other than I was trying to convince him that I should have an extra cookie, but it was like signed by somebody <laughs> else who would have authority, but I spelled weird wrong for some reason, you know, the word weird was in there and he was like, uh, he was like, I knew it was you because you spelled the weird, uh, the word weird wrong. <laughs> oh, oh man. Oh, well, uh, I said, like, maybe I did that on purpose, dad. Maybe I was trying to throw you off now. I just don't know how to spell that word. Uh, All right, yeah, so we were wrong about spelling the word accurate. We were also wrong about that map. I was, I should say. Uh, And so welcome to the segment of I was wrong, but it kind of doesn't matter, Uh, which is uh, failure. Ninja says, uh, as far as what was going on with North America on this map, clearly the landmass you identified as Florida is, in fact, New Jersey. It's even even labeled Jersey. The reason Michigan looks so weird is because the Great Lakes aren't shown because it's a very old map. And then in the same comment, he puts a timestamp for geography snobs and then says okay that's fair <laughs> which i that's love awesome. because it's him being a geography snob and, yeah. and then admitting you know i just yeah. i really loved that comment for several reasons and i will talk about that map a little bit he's not wrong that actually is i think supposed to be a zoomed in version of the east coast near new york and new jersey that for whatever reason looks like like maine And then a weird shape of Florida. Uh, And so I thought it was just a weird shape of the entirety of the U.S. But if you look at it, I think it's supposed to be like a really zoomed in version of the East Coast. And so uh, but I I will say it is very confusing to try to figure out what that map is is showing you, Uh, because that thing that looks like Maine shouldn't be there if it's a zoomed in version of the, the East Coast. So I don't know. It's just kind of yeah. one of those one of those strange things. So, but I did appreciate it and I, I am certainly not above uh, saying that I that I saw it wrong. So, in that case that... I just
2: like that the I like that the person who pointed out was called Failure Ninja. <laughs>
1: That's right.
2: <Yes>. Well <laughs> done. their whole purpose is to point out that you failed in stealthily. a ninja esque way. I wonder right. if
0: he's like me and he's he was a kid in the '80s that wanted to be a ninja and failed at it because that, <laughs> that happened. That happened to me. Speaking of Karate Kid, yeah, like, sorry about. that, There were that, ninjas Tom. everywhere in the '80s, man. You just like went in a restaurant, they're just hanging out, you know. According to movies, they were everywhere. But you weird, would be saying weird he, times.
1: You would be saying the exact same thing if you were a ninja too. So I don't know. Maybe Maybe you succeeded.
0: If you guys think I'm a ninja, that's hilarious. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. That is funny. <laughs> I. I, I told told that story just like three weeks ago i couldn't stand up in a with a blanket on me without falling over but yes (laughs) i have mastered the arts of the ninja Uh,
1: ninja, i I haven't mastered blankets but yes i've got
0: martial (laughs) arts down
2: Or just standing in general how
0: do blankets work Hey, what what did ninjas what originate this? from? Is that just straight up karate? Is that something different? Like, how do you even become a ninja? Like uh, I, somebody needs to tell me. I know somebody out there listening knows how to become a ninja. I'm sure oh, Joseph can. Davis probably knows. Yeah. Joseph, how do you become a ninja? Send an email to help Jonathan
1: become a ninja <laughs> at cinemasins.com. I actually just
0: want to learn how to stand up without tripping over a blanket. That would that'd be my favorite thing. Help Jonathan
1: know how blankets work <laughs> at cinemasins.com. All right, let's move on to Beyond the Sins. To infinity and
2: beyond! Somewhere beyond my wildest dreams
1: To boldly go where no man has gone before We're each going to chat about something else from the world of pop culture uh, that we've taken in recently. Um, I guess I can start off. Uh, There's a lot of new TV that's very interesting to me that's coming out right now. Um, There's uh, the stuff from the Rick and Morty guy, uh, Justin Roiland, um, who has, what, Solar Opposites, I think, coming out uh, very Mm -hmm. soon, or maybe just released even. Uh, And then Greg Daniels uh, of Office fame created The Office as well as Parks and Recreation.
0: Danae's favorite show, Office.
1: Um, by the way, the Parks and Rec special was great. I should have used that for my Beyond the Sense.
0: I did not even know that was – like, I knew it was happening, but I didn't realize it was already airing, so I missed it. I've oh, got to go find it. It's and, really good. I'm sure it's, it's on Hulu or something. I'll, I'll find it. It's but, really well done. I was I was really impressed. Yeah. But I wanted to talk about
1: his show that's out. Not the one. He's got another one coming out called Space Force with the Steve yes. Carell that looks really funny. Yes. But he just released uh, Upload. On Amazon Prime. Oh, cool. And this is a 10-episode season one uh, comedy. And it's basically about a world where they've invented how to save your consciousness. And so when you die, they upload you to heaven, uh, to a certain kind of heaven. And I've, I've watched three episodes so far. And I'm struck by a couple of things. Number one, Greg Daniels doesn't usually work in, hasn't in, that I've seen him work in kind of the uh, cable era or streaming Mm -hmm. era where content is, you know, you can make the content whatever you want. And so this is very TVMA uh, with sexuality and nudity and language. And I just, I haven't seen him do a sitcom kind of with that stuff, which is interesting because it, you know, it feels a little more uh, worldly and authentic um, in some ways. Uh, And then secondly, the technology in this is so Interesting to me. Uh I, I love kind of the idea of how they're setting up what this would be like, how it would work. I think if we were to sin it, we would definitely find some ways that it doesn't quite hold together. But at the same time, I think they're big thoughts. And I love big thoughts and big concepts. And this this show is full of big thoughts and concepts. Um, so I'm really enjoying it. Uh I think it's funny. I laugh a lot, and it's also not afraid to be a little bit more serious. I think there's this underlying theme of uh, you know the tech companies uh upcharging people to have better heavens that starts to put in your your mind the idea of uh, inequality, you know, income inequality and how that affects people. And the idea that, you know, uh, the poorest among us would just die. They wouldn't go to heaven because they couldn't afford it. Um, so, you huh. know, like it's, yeah, I don't know, it's dealing with, with concepts that I, I find really powerful to think about as well as comedy that I think is really funny, uh, as well as technology that I think is fascinating. So it's kind of like, like it checks all these boxes for me, but anyways, it's called upload and it's on Amazon prime. So something you might want to cool. check out.
0: Yeah, I saw Frank, uh, our friend Frank Kemp, on Twitter. He made it. He tweeted something the other day. It might have been Friday. Said something about this new Ready Player One show on Amazon's really good. I assume that's what he's talking about.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not Ready Player no. One,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't. It doesn't sound like it is. But I, I can't I think of anything else he would be talking about. You know, so I assume that's what he was doing.
2: So okay, mine this week is going to be a web, um, cartoon. Or a webtoon. Or a webcomic. I don't know how else I could say it.
1: (laughs) I think we all get it, Danae. Do you read it
0: or do you watch it?
2: (laughs) I... I was recommended this through Twitter. Um, Tim mentioned this to me, and it's on Webtoons, which is an app that I've mentioned before. I think I've talked about Lore Olympus a couple of times, which if you hadn't heard me mention that one, that's a really, really good one. The art on that one's fantastic, and I'm up to date on that one. But I'm not up to date on this one. I'm still catching up. This one's called Newman, and it is super super fun it's really really well drawn very very clever it's everything that you want it to be and it has a d like a esque type of adventure to it um the main character's name is surprisingly newman uh, <laughs> and <laughs> he's this really like interesting gnome that kind of works for maybe like the police force called the creature removal department and he's just been at the, the beginning of, the, of this series is he's been assigned a new partner and her name is gwen and so it's sort of their relationship back and forth but what's interesting about it and refreshing at at least at this point in my in my catching up because there's a lot of content which is great it's fun to be able to binge a comic right now um is that the story progresses in a really refreshing way it's not like one of those long drawn out will they won't they situations Uh, even in as far as their adventuring is is concerned you might wrap up an adventure in two comic uh, two comics back to back and so there's this sort of fulfilling feeling that you have of uh, checking you know check mark that adventure is done oh what's next type of a thing the artist uh, who is drawing this his name oh I just lost it Uh aha I'll try to find it uh, sorry artist I know you're listening to the show and you really love our show so my bad um, <laughs> I don't know that. I don't know what it is. he does another one called Jackie Rose and that one's another really popular one in fact I think Newman was sort of like a little side thing oh Josh Ulrich is his name. Um anyhow, I think Newman was even not really intended to be like a bigger hit or anything like that. Uh, I'm just sort of like reading some of the comments and figuring things out as I go, but people really really love it. And it definitely has that adventure style to it. There's some um new characters that I've been introduced to recently. There's some new plot lines that are kind of fun. There's some question marks as they're trying to, you know, adventure on these big um these big adventures. But one of the funnest parts for me is that if you're if you're into like uh some of the adventure lore, uh Newman is a gnome and Gwen is a drow. And the drow culture is like they're they're from the underdark and um They have an interesting dynamic between the males and the females. That's all I'm going to say, because it's just fun to kind of run into it unexpectedly. But it's staying true to some lore from adventures and books and things like this that just is really fun. And like I said, super, super clever, really, really great art. And again, it's called Newman and it's for free on Webtoons.
0: Sweet. Very nice. What do you got, Jonathan? Um, I've been catching up on some stuff, cleaning off my DVR, and I finally watched the first four episodes of The Last Dance, this, uh, yeah. this documentary series on ESPN. Uh, the new episode airs tonight. And I will say, first off, if you're not really into sports, I would not necessarily tune me out. Um, my wife is not really, doesn't watch a lot of sports, and she loves this so much. That she has been bugging me every day asking me what night it comes on. Because she never remembers when stuff comes on. <laughs> it's and always so like Sunday. Every day this week. Every is this show, the night that The Last Dance comes on? Every show is on Sunday. That's what I've learned. Yeah, every one of us. Yeah, show. pretty much. And they're showing two episodes. It's going to be 10 episodes, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first four have aired. And it is awesome. Um, this The 1990s... So going into the 97 and 98 season for the Chicago Bulls, they were coming off... Two champion two championships in a row, and it was their fifth championship in seven years. And so the ninety seven-98 season, they were trying to win their sixth championship. Um, as a as a franchise, and it would have been their second, I guess, three peat. And they allowed this uh, documentary crew in to film, they gave they gave this camera crew a lot of uh, access. Uh, because there was a lot of stuff going on in the organization, um, the players like Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, they were getting a little older. They were not; they weren't sure how many more years they had for them. And then, and also Phil Jackson, the coach, uh, had been there a while, and uh, they had a general manager that was thinking maybe it was time to do a rebuild. So Jordan and his teammates kind of aptly named the season The Last Dance, basically, because they were thinking this might be the last season. They really had a chance to do anything before the rebuild started. And so that's kind of what the focus of this documentary is. However, they're also going back and they're showing like where the franchise was before Jordan got there in 1984, the things that happened between 1984 and their historic run starting in 1991. Um this is this, the 1991 Chicago Bulls is what got me into basketball. Um f- uh, which is interesting. I don't know. I know, Aaron, you're a big basketball person too, but you played, right?
1: Yeah, I played. I, I've had a scholarship to play in college, in fact. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I played a lot. And um, this this series is great. I'm loving it so Oh, have you been much. watching it too? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, in fact, Danae's husband is a huge uh, Bulls fan from back in the day during this time. Nice. And so uh, when I've chatted with Justin, I've been like, you have to watch. Like, you're going to love this show. I'm curious if he's talked about it at all, Danae. Like, if he's... Do you know, is he Watching this, or
2: no, I don't think so.
1: Okay, he 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 would love it. It is it yeah, is so well done. Work. It's so uh, it's just it's really well produced for one. They just really know what they're yeah. doing telling this story. Um,
0: well, and one thing, and I I the one thing I was mentioning earlier about having access to social media is that, like, like I said, this is when I really got in basketball. I was watching. I watched a ton of NBA in this time period. I knew nothing about all this stuff going on behind the scenes. Nothing. Now, mind you, I guess if you watch like ESPN, if you watch Sports Center and stuff like that, you probably did hear some of these things. But like, you definitely didn't have the access to this stuff like you do now. And like, it's really interesting. And I also like the way the documentary, it's not like at first I thought it was going to be like, oh, they're going to make the general manager a bad guy. Uh, But they absolutely don't. In fact, right from the beginning, they show how Michael Jordan was kind of mean to him. Like, you know, would, would would make comments. Well, Scottie uh, Pippen
1: especially. Scottie Pippen. Yeah, well, yeah,
0: but yeah, God, Scottie Pippen. I've learned a lot of things I didn't want to know about Scottie Pippen <laughs> <laughs> in the last, like, in the last like ten years, like he makes Dennis Rodman like look like a saint uh, in some <laughs> ways, but um, but no, yeah. It's, so it's just it's been a really fascinating time because it's it's like I'm remembering it's very nostalgic for me. But then at the same time, I'm learning all these things I didn't even know that were going on. Like you kind of just assume as a kid, especially like, oh, they're winning. So they're just going to keep winning until they're not winning anymore. But there is a lot of decisions that have to be made behind the scenes. Like, you know, contracts have to be restructured and or, or renewed. And, you know, how much longer does this person actually have? in his tank to play with us. And at some point, do we just need to go younger and, you know, start over again? And, you know, ne- 20 years later, um, or wait, how long that's, Yeah, that's right. Like 22 years later, uh, you know, the Bulls haven't done anything. Um, They've had a couple of decent years. They had the Derrick Rose years where they had a few, but but they had to go up against LeBron. um, And so they never were really, they they had the same issues that like a lot of these teams that went up against them in this time period had just going up against juggernauts that uh, they couldn't get past. So uh, I don't know it's it's really fascinating and I think even if you're not really into sports, I think it's still fascinating because it really it really gets into how the n b a and how all these professional sports leagues are a business when all is said and done um and you know, and it's just—I don't know. I—I I, like you said, it's so well produced, it's so well done. It goes back and forth with the footage, like the footage they were shooting that year versus current interviews versus stuff that happened before. Uh, it's just—it's really running the gambit. I think really, really well. So I've—I've I've really enjoyed it. It's a—it's a high recommend. As a uh, as so a Detroit far.
1: Pistons fan. Uh, the uh, third and fourth episodes are a ton of fun, (laughs) uh, although they're from the perspective of the enemy, so you got to know that going in if you're a Detroit fan. Yeah, that's
0: interesting. I thought about that because... So I remember that really well, too, because I had one of my best friends growing up was from Detroit and was a huge Pistons fan. So I remember those like the three or four years leading up to when the Bulls started dominating. They always ran into the Pistons and the Pistons always won. It was like, it was like Red Sox Yankees. Yeah, yeah, in some and ways. Then, and then finally, 91, the, the Bulls won. They won the series against the Pistons. And then, you know, the rest was pretty much history at that yeah. point. But uh, yeah, the, yeah, only the Pistons time were it, fun to watch back then, too, man. The bad boys. The only other time it comes into
1: play as the dream team when Jordan keeps Isaiah off the dream team yes. because he doesn't get along with yes. him uh, and I think that's coming up in one of the episodes coming up soon I love this stuff it's so it's so nostalgic yeah. if you are by the way I'll just throw this out if you are a Pistons fan uh, ESPN did a great 30 for 30 on the bad boys uh, that will yes. fill that slot nicely for you um,
0: 30 for 30 is just a great series just yeah. in general like my wife and I watch those almost every time there's one on the XFL that's really good there's yeah that's yeah. ESPN ESPN does a lot of good documentary stuff I believe they did the OJ in america uh, documentary OG as well made, which, yeah made in america which was really good so uh, yeah yeah
1: high i recommend yeah i recommend for me as well especially for your hubby danae you gotta make, make sure he's watching that
2: Get i'm on sorry that. i don't i i'm shopping online right now i have no <laughs> idea what you guys are talking
1: about you know it, it would be uh it would be uh funny if that
0: weren't true <laughs> it's, it's funny because it's true uh, funny good deals what's that i was asking her if she found any good deals
2: uh, no, I'm well. I'm right now. There's six hundred dollars off of this Lady Alcott Victorian balloon chair, which is I think you beautiful. Need that.
0: I think you need
1: that. Yeah, I think so too. I think uh, now we've talked about it in the episode. You have to buy it. I think uh, (laughs) that. And then just
0: after, when when your husband's like, "Why did you buy this?" Be like, "Hey, sweetie, there's this documentary series that Aaron and Jonathan recommended that
1: I think (laughs) you'd really like." That's right.
2: That's my connection. It looks kind of like half of a of a basketball in a way.
1: (laughs) So you see, honey, I had to. There's there's no getting around it at that point. I think it's even tax deductible because I was working.
2: No, it's it's funny because in Discord recently uh, there was a chat. Uh, a couple weeks ago I think about like tea kettles and then just for fun I was looking up super expensive tea kettles because that's Mm -hmm. a thing you Mm -hmm. know and so I now get ads for these websites that are these highly collectible really 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 expensive online stores for like Victorian things and like stuff from auction it's like handmade and hand painted and like it's ridiculous over the top stuff and I can't stop looking at it. Right now I can get 15% off of Garden Animals if I want. It's just, it's a dream for somebody who likes to look at random stuff online.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm having nice. a good
2: time. <laughs> well,
1: that's going to wrap it up for Behind the scenes this week. Don't forget to make sure you are subscribed. Uh, go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well wherever you listen. Uh, you can hang out with us on Twitter. Uh, the main Twitter is at CinemaSinsBTS. Uh, mine is at Aaron Dicer. Hers is at Danae says.
2: D E N E E S A Y S.
1: And his is at Sam Loomis 13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Danae Hughes, and myself, we'll see you next week and go Pistons. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening.
0: Send any feedback to Behind the Sins Pod at gmail.com and be sure to subscribe or message us at Twitter and be sure to visit cinemasins.com.
2: Oh. Um. Hey! Okay. whoa that is so loud holy shit something got bumped something got bumped let's see what happens when i move this funk that's not the right thing okay check 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 holy shit holy shit uh. holy shit uh oh my god level check level check oh my god why am i so blasted what the actual hey <laughs> no this is bad this is so bad Oh, no, I don't know what to do. Don't you cry for me, Argentina. The truth is that I never left you all through. Ah! Oh, my God, it's terrible. What is happening? Oh, no, this is all going to be in the outtakes. I don't know what happened, but when I plugged my computer in this time, like my audio was just blasted out on my recording on this end. Mm.
0: Huh. So fine. I've been
2: trying to figure that out. You sound, you sound fine.
0: fine. You sound fine.
2: Okay. Well, that's good because. Oh my god,
0: that was so loud! I'm kidding. Because no,
2: right. <laughs> it was bad, like it was really bad. I
0: mean, you sound really like slow. Like you have this no. like really.
2: <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> no. Could you connect
1: to? Hear me out on, on this. Could you connect to the uh, Discord on your phone?
2: Uh, you say phone for, for what? From my, like, from, from... God,
0: you have been watching Killing Eve. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, this is just who I am. And then afterwards, I immediately go, and you know what? I just don't want to know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's that's the thing with Danae is the second you start trying to explain something, she's like, nope,
0: nope,
2: nope. There's Try something different. thing that we did like <clears throat> post-show where we would take the audio and we would run it through this like filter or whatever to m- make it better sounding or something. Yeah. It was like one of the final steps that we would do before we would upload our show to radio. I don't remember how, I mean, it was probably what, two years? I would always be like, I don't, don't teach me. I don't want to know. It makes me angry for whatever reason. <laughs> I get this, I get this thing that comes up inside of me and it's just like this, ang- like an angry learner kind of a feel. Yeah. I just get really frustrated. And I think it's because I, I, I I like, I like instantly understanding things and being perfect at it. And so the whole teaching and then being sucky at it is, it's very, it's a very, uh, very volatile state for me, I guess. Anyway, I'm getting better at it as the years go on, but still with Aaron, he'd be like, it's really easy to do. All you have to do is, and I'm like, shut up, don't talk, don't, don't yeah. me. I can't handle it. And then one day, I guess I was finally ready and I was like, okay, I'm ready, but I'm going to tell you what I'm ready to do. Okay. Do I click here? He'd say yes or no. I'd be like, okay, I'm ready for the next step. And then we just went step by step. <laughs> yeah. It took like it took like 30 minutes or something. We finally get to the end of this teaching process, and I I, I just remember being like, is that it? Oh, that's easy. <laughs> but for two years, I just like made it this big horrible deal.
0: My daughter's actually, even though she hasn't been taught how to type correctly, she's kind of automatically like her fingers are going in that direction, which is because I've been doing a lot of schoolwork with her. So it's been Mm -hmm. really fun to watch. Now she's like Aaron, man. She wants to know how everything works. It's because we're scientists.
1: We're curious scientists and everything is fascinating. I I love how you actually read books. It's really cool.
0: Thank you. Yeah, that's a good that's a good angle, Aaron.
1: Oh yeah. That's right. If you
2: could <laughs> set it up like the Catwoman moment where it's just her butt walking. I'm just, walking, I'm just
1: glad I he
3: has
0: pants on. Because <laughs> after I said that, I just realized there's no telling what Aaron's doing under that desk. So
2: remember that one time that he was just going like this the whole time? <laughs> 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 I, that wasn't he's on like, this. Was he's like,
0: it? no, keep talking about Pixar, Danae. Keep, keep. <laughs> so uh, what does the boost mean? Like is that it's just their it's not like an acronym or anything? No, no. It's not like B, ornery, Old Testament. I don't know. <laughs> that was Better a good, off online, that was a talk good, o- That was a good effort, Jonathan. <laughs> you <got
2: it>. you, <laughs> you, Wait, what did you say? you, you, just, you just, said you're going ornery, really Old Testament. It, and then you completely
1: skipped
0: the S. But that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> just, you know. I was just trying to think of something, you know,
1: biblical. <laughs> just, I was watching your brain work just trying to calculate it.
2: I don't know, but this is really making me so excited to do this show, so let's get started because my frustration level is certainly going up instead of going down. It's peaking. Here's All right, the thing. I'll just be. I will just be quiet this entire episode. Yeah, that sounds like I'll a just,
1: great idea. I love I'll, that idea. I'll
2: randomly <laughs> cut in with like a, ah, ha, 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 and it'll be great.
1: <laughs> just be a laugh track.
2: Maybe it's fine. Okay, I'm going to go.
1: But this seems to be going well, right?
2: Yeah, super great. Excellent.
1: Is it, okay. All right. That is, that is Danae speak for, let's not talk about it anymore. Let's just record. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Remember earlier when you were thankful I was wearing pants?
2: <laughs> you mean like 12 minutes ago?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You remember that? You guys remember are you,
2: that? Are you not really wearing pants?
1: No, I am. I am. Oh. Okay. I'm wearing my favorite uh, pajamas, which are very silky. But they always had this their their um I call them gapper PJs, which basically means the the fly gaps too much for me to wear them publicly uh, as mm-hmm. pajamas. If we all understand, um. So my wife sewed my fly shut on these so that I could wear them around the house and not be self conscious. <laughs> she
2: sh- she sewed your crotch shut.
1: Yeah, she sewed the fly part shut. They don't have a button on them. Yeah, but the but there's one button, and it's it just doesn't it doesn't work.
0: No, maybe without, without maybe. going
1: into too much detail, it just it it just doesn't doesn't keep things maybe, in.
0: Maybe I'm average enough where <laughs> the button works fine for me. <laughs> yeah,
2: I don't have a problem with my parts coming out whenever I wear yeah. pants like that. I if, I, could, if so. I if I
0: button it up, it it usually stays
1: in. I like it so much. I had her do it for all my pajama bottoms. So, nice. uh, so yeah. So, all my pajamas are so shut. So, now I have well, to go. Well,
0: pajamas. I mean, as far as going to the bathroom, like, pajamas are easy to pull down. Right. So That's what I was going to say. It's not like, you're not having to, it's not complex. Yeah. You don't oh, need boo-hoo. that fly. Oh,
2: boo-hoo. You have to move clothing to piss. Oh, boo-hoo.
0: <laughs> are you drinking day-old tea or do you just keep Chick-fil-A cups around? Because I know Chick-fil-A <laughs> is not open on Sunday. I worked at Chick-fil-A off and on for, like, eight years. They are not open on Sunday. <laughs>
1: In fact, I'm pretty sure you could get arrested for drinking out of a Chick-fil-A cup on a Sunday. I think they'll uh, they'll come after you.
2: Come at me, cops. I'm ready for you. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of my mother's mannerisms, but I also have many of my dad's as well, which is, is super fun to feel their little shoulder angel presences for me, you know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a cool thing. Because yeah. I, I love my parents. Now, there's parts of my parents' personalities that show out from time to time, and then my husband and I have to have conversations about how I'm working on it. <laughs> 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 like, I'm working on it, honey, I promise. Yeah, I don't know what Iris is going to turn into. It's going to be interesting. Right now, she is um, probably going to be a WWE wrestler, if I'm going to guess. <laughs> <laughs> She is full on wrestling Justin almost daily at this point. They just have these big old wrestle fests. So Um, so yeah, you guys both just cut out, but then I kind of caught up to what you were saying. So this is still fucked. Let's great. Let's get going. <laughs> I'm very frustrated with it, but <laughs> okay.
1: I'm just so used to Danae doing accents and today in these days we have to call her a uh, Danae. Cultural appropriation. Hughes, uh, she just appropriates all the cultures.
2: Yeah, I, I, I wish that I could do voices and accents and stuff without fear. But now I'm, I'm like, I'm not trying to be an asshole.
1: Well, I just think it's interesting because there. I think the idea is not to make fun or to use someone else's culture for your own benefit kind of idea. Like, the, I think that's the idea of why cultural appropriation is is offensive and, and difficult. But, like, when you do a Russian accent, you're not punching down or anything. You know what I mean? Like, there isn't a history of, you know, Russian servitude in America or something. I don't know.
2: Yeah. So I was watching um uh, the next season of Worst Cooks in America is on Food Network right now. And it's one of my guilty bingers because... I love how the editors edit that show. They make it really silly. And I have a good chuckle every once in a while. Mm -hmm. And they're doing like a celebrity one. And it's uh, one of the people that's in the kitchen is Joey from Full House. And, you know, he does all those voices and stuff. He's just kind of a goofy guy. And he did all these voices and these accents here in the very first episode. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, That'd he's like bad. an
0: old, he's like an old comic. So I mean, yeah, he's yeah, that's crazy. Dave Coulier, yeah,
2: Dave, Dave Coulier. Coulier, yeah, yeah, that's Coulier. who,
0: that's who the the legend, is, the the supposedly that's the Alanis Morissette "You Ought to Know" song is about him. <gasps> Stop he's it. the one she's given head to in the theater. <gasps> no joke. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, that's just like that's the rumor. <laughs> that's I mean, I don't know that. I don't think she's ever been like yes, but yeah, they they apparently dated. <gasps> Yeah, it makes watching Full House really,
1: when you think about these things. Close your mouth, Danae. We are not codfish. Have you really never
0: heard that?
2: No, I've never heard that. But now I'm really upset with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, I don't like him at all. But that may not even be true. I like you how you just threw it. Yeah, it like might somebody not be based on nope, rumor.
0: True. It's nope. like the Sheryl the Crow song, My Favorite Mistake, is supposedly Eric Clapton. And I mean, you know, but you never know. You ought to know. Think of the uh, the
1: gauntlet that The Simpsons have had to run being on the air for so long. You know, when, when they started, it was no big deal for Hank Azaria to do, uh, you know, uh, a, yeah, well, a, a poo. Yeah, what
0: was that, like seven, eight years ago that became like a...
1: Like, mm-hmm yeah they, and, and within the last couple of years he has told them he's not willing to do it anymore so that's, that's what it was that's i think something had happened recently because well, i don't watch it anymore so and i you know what culture changes i think it it, it makes sense the point is you never want to hurt someone you never want to hurt someone's feelings so yeah. if someone expresses to you hey this hurts my feelings you stop doing it right like yeah i, I, I watched
0: uh I watched Heather's Friday night. I hadn't seen Heather's in like 25 years. And it absolutely holds up. I mean, it's, it's a hell of a movie and it's a really smart script and everything. But... There is a lot of like gay slurs, and there's you know the, the the way they do bullying in that like the way they do the bullies in that movie is really not appropriate. And uh, but at the same time, it's also a satire, so you kind of look at it from that perspective as well. But it, but in the '80s, I mean, a lot of those slurs were just in every movie. So yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. I think it's okay.
2: Culture really... changes,
0: and we have to do our best. You know.
1: I'll, That's I'll what listen I'm to you
2: guys' conversation whenever I listen to the podcast later because I totally checked out and have been researching all of Alanis Morissette's songs <laughs> this entire time.
1: <laughs>
2: you wanna
0: know oh. me, me,
2: me, me, right. me? We ready? Me,
0: yeah. Let me, me uh, let me, me get ready to laugh. Me, Introduce the show.
2: Me,
1: me, <laughs> me, me, me. Can get ready to interrupt, inter- interrupt the introduction.
3: Me,
0: me. Yeah. While well, Danae does her dancing,
2: <laughs> her sexy dancing. <laughs> guys, I was just moving my shoulders.
0: I know that's why it was a joke. It was funny. <laughs> that's why that's a joke. But guess, then, it, but then Aaron sucks took it into weird territories.
2: <laughs> yeah. I do this and suddenly
0: whoa. Suddenly you want it.
2: <laughs> suddenly. I moved my
1: left shoulder back three inches. I want you.
0: I look, oh. I don't know what Justin is into. And if Justin might be a shoulder guy, and if he is, he probably married the right
4: person.
2: <laughs> she moves her shoulders. You want a penis is showing?